visa-free travel within within the continent. A number of continents or a number of countries have got that arrangement internationally. If you travel in South America, you will notice that there is no border control uh, between Argentina and, and, and Brazil and many of these countries. Although they retain their sovereign border, Right? They may retain their sovereign border, but they don't have any, uh, you know, border control. And their border control is something which one may even deem or consider to be, uh, you know, a joke. It's a formality. Travel between Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and in, in Southeast Asia. Maybe I think with the exception of Laos, you will uh, gain visa-free entry into any of these countries. And the citizens of any of these countries have, in fact... Um, you know, noted with, with appreciation that the ease of trade, uh, the ease of travel, there's also uh, social dimensions as well, with many people sharing the same culture from across the border. Why is that different in, or why has this been different in Africa all along? I mean, b- many people have in fact asked the question. Now, well, recently, Zimbabwe and Botswana have embarked on a bilateral deal. This is to eliminate passport requirements for each other's citizens, fostering a new era era of unrestricted travel between the two nations. Well, joining us this evening, Nigel Niamutumbu, uh, who will talk to us about the significance of it and should we and can we see more um, countries and maybe a day that in Africa you will not require a passport as a citizen of the continent to go from one part of the continent to the other part. Uh, and, you know, it will facilitate trade and travel. Uh, Nigel, good evening. Yes, good evening. How are you? And thank you for joining us. And indeed, uh, uh, good news. Uh, you know, if you're, of course, a resident and a frequent traveler between Zimbabwe and Botswana, that you no longer require, uh, you know, this passport control. You would have to have, of course, a, a, a valid travel document like a passport to begin with, but no formalities of uh, of visas, etc., even visa on arrival. Talk to us, Nigel, the, the significance of this particular move, although it may be less recognized in the international scale, but locally, how should we how should we view this? Well, look, uh, thanks for having me. I think what's uh, uh, first uh, categoric to, to state is um, uh, it, it's really still idealistic at this stage. Uh while it's the necessary, uh, you know, uh, legal formalities are taking place to ensure uh, that uh, the, the ideal is realized. But uh, suffice to say, it is indeed a significant uh, step. Uh, the first step within SADAC towards proper regional integration. That's what matters. I think... The East African model, uh, if anything, has really showed us uh, what it means to be a regional bloc, uh, what it means to open up the markets, what it means uh, to forge uh, relations and strengthen uh, across uh, the you know economic spectrum, social spectrum. So, so, Nigel, so it, it was indeed high coming happening, um, and and uh, for, for 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 us, uh, we've we've always 
a significant population of, of, of uh, Zimbabweans were in Botswana anyway. Um, and, and, and the time was nigh to really just open up the space. Mm. Nigel, one thing is, of course, the doing away of these visa requirements, which, as you say, is realistic and is ideal on the continent itself. But many people who travel in Africa speak of the expense of travel. That You know, like how in many parts of the world you have a number of low-cost airlines. If I wanted to fly from Hong Kong to Thailand, you know, I'd have probably like half a dozen low-cost airlines in addition to the national carrier that I could use. Uh, this is something that really requires attention on the on the on the continent. That fine, you you've got the ease of these visa restrictions, which or, or, or the or, or the lack of these visa restrictions, which is good, which is welcome. But you have to get people to the other side to begin with. And quite often, you speak to people, Zimbabweans, South Africans. Why don't you travel more in you know in, at home in your continent to your to, to your neighboring country, Mozambique, for example? They'll cite the cost. They'll cite the fact that okay, even if I want to use a low cost system, it's going to take you hours on on, on roads that are full of potholes, etc. Surely this should be a, a a concern and also a push from the side of government to lower the cost of travel for Africans as well as to facilitate the ease of travel. Yes, certainly, certainly. I think uh, uh, it, it must not just be uh, viewed uh, from, from one side, uh, which is the travel side of, the, of, 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 of things, you know. Uh, because, like you rightly point out, it is one thing to to allow that freedom, yet another. If we do not, for example, uh, our, our, our site, uh, the Zimbabwean national budget, uh, which uh, uh, seeks to introduce uh, new taxes, particularly taxes that pertain to travel, that is your fuel, uh, taxes on fuel, that is your taxes on uh, uh, toll fees and and, 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 and and so forth. And and what what then that does is even if you are to open up uh, all borders uh, within the region, uh, you you will still have uh, strong trade inhibitors. You will still have um, you know economic. Uh, uh, suppression insofar as the cost of that travel is concerned, insofar as the cost of uh, transporting the goods, insofar as uh, uh, by, by ripple effect, the cost of uh, the service itself and whatever it will be traded uh, within and among the people. So on one hand, you may, you may uh, uh, still uh, have a, 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 an, an open policy, um, but at the very same time, if your tax regimes, if your national budget, if your economic policies do not speak to the reality of the rights you seek to expose, uh, then it, 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 it simply becomes just an ideal uh, which is not followed up. Mm. 
Uh, Nigel, finally, of course, uh, I wanted to, of course, uh, discuss with regards to the recent issues of, let's say, for example, xenophobia that we've seen in South Africa, an unfortunate rise in xenophobia against Zimbabweans, against people from the continent itself. Now, fortunately, this hasn't been a great issue uh, elsewhere. Unfortunately, it has been an issue here. Do you see this here as something that, you know, definitely needs to be socially, uh, you know, discussed and, and, you know, from the highest level push back when it comes to continental travel, that we cannot see a Zimbabwean as an outsider, even if we facilitate that travel and you even have a low cost carrier willing to take people to and fro from other parts of Africa, but they need to feel welcome personally and socially in every corner. And, and this is something that, that governments and NGOs and NPOs and society in general should encourage that, fine, we, 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 we removed all sorts of visa restrictions, your costs are lower, but people also have to be welcoming to people on the continent itself. Certainly that change has to begin at a political level. It has to begin, uh, it, it, it has to take political will uh, by the, the uh, uh, respective government. Because number one, these borders were put in place uh, by uh, colonialists, uh, you know, at, at the partitioning of Africa and so on. And that is when we were divided in so far as our movements. And insofar as our even identity, to then say, well, uh, because of uh, uh, Mutapa or whatever, we are now Zimbabwe, uh, because of uh, uh, the Zulu state or because of uh, the Debele state, all those uh, were figments, were created um, in order to divide and rule. So... Essentially, uh, uh, the point I'm making, it is now time for the national government to undo that by uh, adopting, as I have said initially, the East African model, where do you even adopt, like they have done there, to say Swahili is uh, uh, the language uh, of choice within that region. And it is among, it is inculcated in every person that they it's recognized, it's acknowledged, and so on. And we can do the same in Southern Africa, outside, uh, you know, the uh, politics of uh, uh, xenophobia and so forth, because it, they are only created to divide us. Uh, it is the politicians that ought to say, okay, from our perspective, we are doing away uh, with uh, uh, having, uh, uh, dealing with, African original issues as international relations, but we are dealing with them as domestic affairs. And when one harms another citizen, they have not harmed a a foreigner because insofar as the region is concerned, we will be one people. So that is where the trust uh, should move from a political perspective. Nigel Niamtumu, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International this uh, evening here and talking about that recent development of the uh, visa easing between Zimbabwe and Botswana and amongst other things, of course. And thank you for your time and looking forward to talking to you in the future, Nigel. Fantastic. Thank you.
Well, that's a, you know, it's a step in the right direction, right? He, he, uh, Julius Malema said uh, these borders here need to be scrapped. And, and honestly, as per the discussion I've had this, uh, you know, this weekend with a number of friends and in previous ones itself, the, the borders are actually, especially in Southern Africa, Maybe elsewhere it's a bit more enforced and a bit more harder to, to, to cross one border into another. But in Southern Africa, it's really a joke. The people who are living on the Swazi border will tell you, Iswatini border will tell you, that you know what, you just need to find where the hole is and people go to, the, to and fro every day. Simply because their cousins live on the other side, people are married on the other side, and they trade on the other side every day, five to six days of the week. And even there are some kids who go to school who live in Eswatini. The village falls within Eswatini, but they need to cross the fence into South Africa to go to school there because they are South African citizens, but the mom lives in a village uh, you know, on the, on the Swazi or the Eswatini side. Um, same when it comes to, uh, you know, other parts. Lesotho, for example, you have that there. And uh, if anybody has done the, the, the Sani Pass, he'll show you what a, what a joke the actual border is. It's like a formality that the guy is asking the hikers for, for their passports. But on, on your right and on your left, there are dozens of people that seem to be herders, uh, who knows what, you know, walking around in typical, you know, Basutu uh, dress and attire, which is the attire of that uh, part on top of the mountain, on top of the Sani Pass in particular, they seem to be crossing between both the countries every few minutes, uh, from the herders to the to the kids, to the people who live on the village right on the top by their hundreds. So when it comes to these Southern African borders, no doubt, he's right. It's a colonial project that needs to be revisited.